Another year has started, and all I can think about is what I didn't do last year. I don't make New Year's resolutions, because honestly, who keeps those? They were made to be broken. But I do have dreams, and I do have desires for great things that I want to accomplish. And I'm not talking about dropping a few pounds or watching less TV. I'm talking about doing something that would change the world we live in forever. Do you ever have those kind of dreams? Just think about this. What if you could save just one person's life this year? You could rescue someone off the streets, help someone struggling with an addiction, or maybe you might be the one to adopt a child into your home who needs a family. I've heard it said before that if your dreams don't scare you, then they're probably boring to God. This year, I want every day to count. I don't want to believe that I can make a difference. I want to actually make a difference. This year, I want to start every day with a simple prayer. God, use me. Think about where our world would be this time next year if everyone would pray that simple prayer every day. Think about how our world would be changed. This year will be different. I'm ready. Are you? Good morning and welcome to Belong. I'm so glad that you're with us and we got through Christmas and now in two days it is a new year. So man, we just got a whole lot of stuff going on and it's just crazy because time seems to compress but then it doesn't and just like it's just the hustle and the bustle and then all of a sudden there's downtime and here we go. Well, the title of my message this week today is time keeps advancing. And I think that's really appropriate when we think about New Year's. And as we think about the countdown going there, and then on Tuesday night there will be the, the countdown. Everybody will be watching the ball drop and the Big Apple and all the different time zones and all the different celebrations. But then it's interesting also that we can think about that time is advancing. It's interesting to me that you think about when Jesus was born, all of time counted down to that. So where you would see 600 BC and then 200 BC, 200 BC was actually older, as you know, than 600. Because time was counting down to the event of Jesus. And then after Jesus, it is now counting up. So we're moving from 2019 to 2020. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But it's interesting that we have this difference between counting down and advancing. Time advances in everything that we do. We march forward between each day turns into a week. And, and as we set goals, we, we do it in such a way that because we got to hit this goal and we got to do that. And then we pass into a week and then we advance into a month. And then we advance into a year and then we're looking at the, the, the threshold for a new year. Because time keeps advancing. The, the interesting thing is now as time is increasing, we look at how we set goals. And so now I've been talking about a couple of times during the month of December that Dr. Kennedy actually challenged me years ago to set goals during December so on January 1 you're ready and you start implementing them. So here we are. In two days, we have the switch. And honestly, Tuesday's going to look very similar to Wednesday in the chronological order of things, 
It's different. Because we will transition from 2019 into 2020. We have that natural demarcation of one year to the next year. And we kind of shift everything around. And, and I love the bumper video talking about, hey, what if this year we did something different? That we made a difference in one person's life. Just one. That my whole goal and my focus throughout all of this coming year is just to impact one person. And I've talked a lot over the last several weeks about a plus one. And you get invited to a party or to a wedding or to some event. And maybe even it's a New Year's Eve event and you get a plus one. Hey, you can bring someone along with you. It's that same opportunity when it comes to God and things of the spiritual. And I'm not talking about religion. But someone taking that journey to see themselves better. And it's funny because every time I talk to someone, very commonly one of the things I say is, hey, next year can look different than this year. And if you will just give God 52 weeks, I don't think I'm that great of a preacher and I'm not popping myself up, but when you hear the word of God, let all of my words just fade into the background. But when you hear the word of God, that's what changes our lives. That's what's changed my life. That's what continues to change my life. If you will just plug in for 52 weeks to, to make that change in your life. And I saw someone recently post on Facebook, wow, this year, this time last year, my life was this way. What a difference a year. And I, I couldn't help myself. I posted on there. I told you so. I told you it was. And look at it, how amazing your year has changed. And, and my thought then, and I didn't post it, is how much greater yet will the next year be if we keep taking the steps forward? So now's the time I'm encouraging you to set goals. And, and right on top of that, following right up on top of that is January Fifth, we will start 21 days of prayer and fasting. This is the time where we actually find something that we're going to fast and we're going to give it to God. And it's much like people understand Lent that I'm going to give up something that costs me something in my life, you know, whether it's soda or whether it's the internet or Facebook, social media completely or um, food items or, or completely food. And everyone does their own thing. So we're not mandating that you even participate. But I want to challenge you to. I challenge you to set the goal. And I actually had someone say, hey, let me know when 21 days of prayer comes up again because I really want to do it this year. And I really want to plug in all the way. And I'm committing that I'm going to do it. And it's a huge goal in my life. Man, that's all I'm asking for. Am I asking you to be perfect in every single one of them? No. I'm asking you to put a goal and to give it a shot and to make the plan and the, the opportunity to be there with us. Yes, it's at 6 o'clock in the morning. That's not my favorite time either. Trust me. But it is an opportunity for 21 days that we can set apart this coming year. With that, to set goals that I'm going to pray about. Who am I going to pray for? What situations am I going to pray for? And, and next week, we're going to actually have the, the little sheets for you to fill out on the things you're believing for for 
this coming year, and we'll close them up, and we'll, we'll hand you the ones from last year, and you open them up and look and see what you prayed for last year in January and, and what God has done in this year. We'll give that opportunity next week again so you can write those down and seal it up and each time we have a prayer, bring those and say, God, I'm bringing you my goals and my plans and everything, and I'm, I'm giving it to you, and I'm asking you to get involved in my life. Again, 21 days of prayer and fasting starts January the 5th and it'll run for 21 days. And it's just going to be boom, 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 boom. And it's just going to be amazing. Another thing you could set your goals for is maybe doing what we've talked about quite often, frequently actually, is the first 15. And, and the girl made, made a reference to something like that, that the first thing out of your mouth in the morning is a prayer. Before you even roll out of bed to say, God, I, I just want to make a difference today. God, I want to give you my day today. I want to give you my life today that, Lord, lead me to the place. Take a, a moment to read uh, just a few minutes out of the, of the Bible and, and to listen to a worship song. And maybe you want to set a worship song to be your alarm that wakes you up. So, man, you knock one of the first 15 out with your alarm clock. Or if you're like me, you might hit it three or four times because you keep hitting snooze and it keeps playing the same song again. But hit those moments that you can do something different. Of course, the one-year Bible, we talk about it all the time, and not just at New Year's, but that's a perfect time to start. And it's on our app. You can just go simply straight there. There's plenty of other places you can get the one-year Bible, but it's right there convenient for you. But all it is is it's there. It automatically knows what day you're on, so you don't have to keep track of anything. And again, if you miss it a day or two, don't worry about it. Just pick up where it is that you find yourself that day. All of these things, doing any of these things will cause a small change. Doing several of these things will cause a bigger change in our lives as we set goals. As I started thinking about counting down and time counting down, I thought about the mental perspective that there is in counting down to a goal. And, and I have to have a confession time here that I'm really bad historically in my life from pretty much the earliest memory that I have of procrastinating. And the counting down to the goal, I got plenty of time. I, I got, oh God, I've got enough time. I, I'll be able to do it. It's like, oh my gosh, it's the day before. I've got a crunch. And, and I work really well under pressure, unfortunately. But we can count down and procrastinate, and that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. I'm talking about counting down to a goal that we, we have things that we're going to do in order to make those things. And, and it's been said that when NASA was commissioned by the president to put a man on the moon, that they couldn't figure out several components of it. And one person actually came down and said, listen, let's turn this thing completely around. We're on the moon. What's it like here? What's our atmosphere? What do we need to have here? And they started working on all that stuff. All right, well, then, and they worked their way back. And working their way back, then they were able to then make all of the necessary arrangements and all the preparations, and as you know, it worked out. So there are short-term goals. There are longer-term goals. There are, you know, the, the weak goals that we, we do and we pray over and we in, invite God to be a part of them. And then there's the monthly goals and then there's the quarterly goals. And hey, there's the, hey, I want this to happen in my life this year. So maybe you may want to look a year out and say, hey, where do I want to be financially at the end of this year. Well, then I'm going to back it out. Well, then that means for 12 months, I need to save this much money every month. Well, then that means out of every check, I, you see what I'm saying. 
Well, the same thing could be with every other area of our lives. If I really want to affect someone's life like we saw in the bumper video, I have to make a conscious change. I may have to say, hey, I'm going to set this much time to spend more with friends and set this lunch time every week that I'm going to be available for someone and then I'm going to find who God has for me to spend that time with. Maybe it's once a month. Whatever it is, if you do something you haven't done, you're advancing in the right direction. So counting down can be procrastinating, but advancing is looking at, I have this much to do, and here are my opportunities. The thing that I would think would categorize um, the new year if more than anything is the word opportunities. We have the same amount of opportunities assigned and allotted to every single one of us, and yet some of us will do better than others. I'm wanting to be included in the some of us that do better than others. I, I, I'm sure you do too. But let this year be about people. Let it be about making a difference in someone's life. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, look, at it says this in verse 3. This is good and pleases our God, God and our Savior. This is pleasing to God. Look at this, verse 4. Who wants, God, who wants all people to be saved. That is what he's all about. Some people say, oh, I'm not on God's list. Yes, everyone's on God's list. He wants everyone to, say, to be saved. He wants all people not some people, not selected people, all people, and look at this, and come to a knowledge of the truth. So if I can just re-word re, um, this a little bit here, and I'm taking a little bit of liberties, but it really is what it's saying. God wants you to know him, to be saved, to be introduced to him, and make that decision that you're going to step into his kingdom. But then there's also the coming to know him, the getting to come to a knowledge, getting to know who he is. So knowing God is not just about the one time and then you just move on your life like, yeah, I said that prayer and yeah, I, I had that moment, but now I'm just going to keep running my life like I want. No, he wants you to have that moment and then he wants you to continue to come to the knowledge of truth. Verse 5, for there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus. Verse 6, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. He came down and said, listen, you're being held captive by sin and you're not able to pay the ransom. You're not able to, to, to take care of your own sin problem. So he said, I'm gonna give myself. And this has now been witnessed at the proper time. He came at the right time in history. Verse seven, for this purpose, I, the apostle Paul is here talking, or is talking, he says, hey, I was appointed a herald and, and as an apostle, and I'm telling the truth, and I'm not lying, and a true and faithful teacher of the Gentiles. Therefore, I want men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing. And, and even in all this, we're, we see that God wants everyone to be saved. Look at the last part of that. I want people everywhere, men everywhere. It's not just men, it's women and men, it's mankind praying. 21 days of prayer. He wants all of us to pray, to, to set that time across. Another scripture says, you don't have because you haven't asked. 
we have to pray and ask, and we'll be looking at that in great detail in 21 days of prayer, as we always do. Lifting up your holy hands, and, and some of that is just a surrender. It's not a, a formula. It's not magic. It's like a little child when he comes to you and wants you to hold him and just wants to be that closest. What do they do? They put their hands up like, come on, can I, can I spend some time with you? He says, hey, I don't want you to walk around with anger or disputing. Psalms 139, I've said many times, is probably my favorite collective scripture chapter in the entire Bible. Look at this, verse 1. You search me, Lord, and you know me. See, God already knows us, and he chose us. He knows everything about you, and he still accepts you. He knows every mistake you made, and he knows every mistake you're going to make. He knows you. You know when I sit out and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. Another says, from far away. In other words, he even knows what I'm thinking. I think it'd be scary if anybody knew what I was thinking most of the time, and yet God knows all of my thoughts. Verse 3, you discern my going out and my lying down, and you're familiar with all of my ways. You know everything about me. There's nothing that's hidden inside of me that he doesn't know. So where we feel like ashamed and we feel like the, you know, hiding down and, you know, the puppy dog, you know, just pulling like, I don't want God to see me. He sees everything. Not only does he see, he already knows it all. Look at this. Before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. So before I even say the word that I will either be happy about or regret, he knew it. You hem me in behind and before and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's too lofty for me to attain. It's like this thing will blow my mind when I think about how much you know about me. Verse 7, where can I go from your presence? Where can I flee? Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Hey, how can I get away from? Yeah, I can't. You see everything. Verse 8, if I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, another translation says, man, if I even make my bed in hell, and, and I believe these are talking about our choices. Man, if I make good choices, and man, I'm soaring in the heavens because, man, everything, life is working out so well. Or if I make really bad choices that I make my bed, I look at that, I make my bed. These are choices that I did in hell. It's the worst decision I could have possibly made. You were there. Verse 9, if I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on a far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast. I, I want you to see that. Your right hand will hold me fast. That's a loving God who's just there to accept you to receive you. Last week, we looked at Romans 8, and we're going to recircle back with this. And if you didn't hear the message from last week, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. But For I'm persuaded. It's the same word that we've been looking at for faith. Persuaded. Faith. It's translated with two different words, but it's the same word in the Greek. That neither death nor life nor angels or principalities, nor powers, nor things present, or things to come, nor height or depth. Remember, it's just said if I'm in heaven or if I'm at the lowest part, the heights or depth or any cre created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. See, Jesus came to give us the love of God to pay that ransom for us. 
First Peter 4 says, the end of all things is near. Man, we are moving up in years closer to the day of God returning. It's getting nearer every day. And Tuesday, it's going to get another year closer. Therefore, be alert and sober mind so that you may pray. Man, I see prayer all over this as we're going into prayer in January the 5th. Look at this. And above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. In that word, each other right there, love, God's love, means literally in the Greek, it literally means this word that I'm not going to try and say. It means of himself, herself, and itself. And I thought that was really, really interesting because say, hey, have the love of God towards one another, and that one another means himself, herself, and itself. It's talking about all the different pronouns. And never before in the history of the world have pronouns been so front and center. So let me just take a second here that the people that have different pronouns that they want to call themselves and they want to identify as all these things, it's even in the Greek right here that even if someone refers to themselves as a different pronoun than what you think or what you would be comfortable with or what you would have an understanding with, it, even here it said itself. That's part of loving one another. But look at the next part of that verse. Love each other deeply because love covers. Love covers. Love doesn't get involved in pointing fingers that you're not like I think you should be. Remember the other scripture says, don't be quarreling. Don't be angry. Love covers. Not just a differing opinions, but a multitude of sins. A multitude of missing it, falling short. That man, you just keep falling down over and over again. Why can't you get your life together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The love of God covers. It covers over that. See, because that I've come that nothing can separate you, even is involved in this. It covers. See, because I always thought Romans 8.38 that we just looked at for, for I'm persuaded. I thought it was already for saved people. But recently I started thinking about it in a different context. What about for those people who are yet to be saved? For those that are still checking it out or those people say, I don't want anything to do with God. Even there, nothing is separating you from God. No matter what your decisions have been, no matter what you think you've done that's so bad, nothing, even before you've accepted it, nothing can separate you from God. That's amazing. So let me ask you this question this morning. What have you been forgiven of? Whew. I don't want to go on that list. And let me ask you the next question that's more searching. Have you received forgiveness? Have you accepted what Jesus did on the cross? Being that ransom, being that love that's here to cover over everything that you've done that's a mistake. 2 Peter 3 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish, 
See, that love is there for everybody. That love covers a multitude of sin. He doesn't want anybody to perish. Nothing's going to separate you from God. But he wants everyone to come to repentance. And again, that's one of those religious words that we have. Those, oh, yeah, you want me to repent. Remember, it simply means to have a change of mind. Literally, to change your mind. To change your purpose. As we stand on the, the threshold of a new year, if there's ever a time that we should consider changing our mind and changing our purpose, it's now. 1 Corinthians 9, 19 says, Though I am free and belong to no one. Man, I, I, I'm, I've got it all worked out. I, I've, I'm freed from everything that's held me down in bondage. Yet I've made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. See, even there, the Apostle Paul is saying, hey, I'm all about trying to get one more person into the kingdom of God. And that means if I need to go have lunch with them in their area, I'm going to go and I'm going to be a slave to them. I'm going I'm to serve them. I'm going to make it so it's on their timetable. Why? To win as many as possible. Look at 1 Peter 4, 10. It says, each of you should use whatever gift you've received. And we all have gifts. And, and part of what we have in the growth track that we'll be starting in the new year, part of what we have is to help you identify that gift that God has given you. But use whatever gift you have, what? To serve others. To bring somebody along this journey with you as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. In the NLT, I like how it says it. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. But now interesting, as I talked about in the beginning, time before Jesus was counting down. After Jesus, we now have in the year of our Lord, A.D. So it's 2019 A.D. Time before you came to know Christ was counting down because all of heaven is looking forward to that moment that you're going to accept him. And then once you have that, then the rest of your life is on increase. So where are you in the time? Is time counting down to when you're going to accept Christ? Or is your life to the full just advancing and getting better each and every day? Please bow your heads with me. As I think about time, I think about tick-tock, tick-tock. In the length of this message, seconds have passed and minutes have advanced even. And now we arrive at a decision, your decision. We hit all the tenets of our church today to, to know God and to find freedom from your past and discover why God puts you on this earth and ultimately to make a difference. Start now. I want to invite you to begin a real relationship. Not something fake, not religion, not even joining a church, but surrendering to the one who knows you, accepting his life for yours. You can do that by simply asking, would you pray this prayer with me? Say, God in heaven, I want to begin a relationship with you. I want to know you. Right now, I ask you to forgive me 
for every time I've missed it and make me brand new. I surrender my life to you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Giving your life for me. Today I give my life to you. And the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Father God, I pray for everyone who prayed that prayer, whether it's the first time or, Lord, maybe they're, they're coming back and they're making a new decision for a new year to follow you and they're, they're getting back on path, on track with you. Lord, I pray for our goals, Lord, as we are challenged to make the difference in one person's life in the next year. Lord, that we'll change our, our agendas. We'll change those things that we'll get to know you and we'll, we'll find more freedom in our lives and we'll discover who we are in you. And Lord, ultimately, we'll use all those things as a good gift that you've given us to make a difference in someone else's life. Lord, may next year look different, better than this year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, if that's you, I want to ask you to um, take the next step, and that is simply to text the word NEXT to 469-289-1114. Text the word NEXT to 469-289-1114. And for those of you who are watching our podcast on YouTube, if you want to get a notification every week on a text, you can simply, to the same number, text the word YouTube Two four six nine two eight nine one 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 four. That's our text communication system, and that will put you in a list. And every every week after the service, we email out this the link, so you can just click right on it and go there. And some people find that easier. And as we're closing out this year, you may be looking at your end of the year giving and whatever charitable donations you're wanting to do right before the tax season is up, and it's got to be in by the midnight of the thirty first for anyone who's looking. And any checks have to be. Um, dated by that time and we have to receive them by the 7th for it to count in the 2019 um, giving for any charitable donations. But the easiest way to do um, gifts to us and to be a part of our financial solution is to text to give. And you can go to, you can simply text the word give to 469-410-7788. And it'll just ask you a couple of questions the first time and it'll have you stored in there. And it is a different number than our texting because it is secured so you don't have to worry about any of your stuff being compromised. And then it's just gonna ask you how much money you want to give. So if it's $30, $100, whatever it be, then after that, all you have to do is put the number in there and it automatically gives you credit and gets it done. You can also go to givetobelong.com. Why don't we pray and dismiss? Father, I thank you for 2019, for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Lord, I thank you for all the successes and Lord, even for the times that we failed you, failed ourselves, and failed others. Lord, I thank you that we can learn from each one of those things in our good times and in our bad times, but in all those, we give that to you. Lord, as we stand on the threshold of a new year, Lord, I just ask that you would continue to revive us and to energize us and to show us the direction you want us to go. And Lord, as we jump into 21 days of prayer in very short time next week, Lord, that we will encounter you in a way we never have before. Lord, I pray that you would be with us in every step of the way. 
And we give you all the glory and all the honor. Father, I speak a blessing over everyone who's participating and taking this journey with us, particularly those who have tied this week and given their donations and, and getting their end-of-the-year giving all in, Lord, that your blessing is upon them for their giving, you're blessing their finances. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 